بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته This is your brother Asad and inshallah we're going to be continuing about the seerah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So what we're going to be covering today is Halima Sa'adiyah radiallahu anha the milk mother of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So thus far we have covered a little bit about the Prophet, his parents and so I consider it very important to mention some of the more important people in the early parts of the Prophet's life. So the seerah what I'm doing is, it's not in the chronological order I feel, it's more so in a order of who is who. That inshallah we'll talk about Abdul Muttalib, we'll talk about Abu Talib, and we'll talk about other such individuals who are very important in the beginning parts of the Prophet Muhammad's life. So we're going to start talking about uh, Halima Sa'adiyah, her family, her children, her husband. So there was a custom in the Arabs that the Bedouins or the people of the desert, they would go to the cities and they would take children from the city. And they would take them with them and they would suckle them that these children would get, you know, uh, have the milk from these mothers. And they would teach them the proper Arabic of the desert. Uh, and they would also teach them, you know, the ways of the desert. And generally speaking, when they would bring the children back, they would be given some sort of hadiyah, some sort of gift. So at this time, Hazrat Halima Sa'adiyah she said a few women of uh, Banu Sa'ad and I set out for Makkah in search of, search of suckling infants. And on this journey she had with her, her husband, her infant son who was still breastfeeding, and they had a very thin donkey who they used to ride upon, and a camel who didn't give any milk. And they used to be so hungry, and they had such, you know, such low level of like, you know, able to get the needs of uh, the, the, their dietary needs that they used to fall asleep hungry. And at night they would have, you know, pangs of hunger, pain, and she wouldn't even have enough uh, nutrition herself to be able to provide enough breast milk for her child. And her child used to cry all night. So when they went to Mecca, everybody was offered to take the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And... Uh, as it was the habit of Abdul Muttalib and the house of Abdul Muttalib that they used to spend a lot on the Hujjaj, on the people who used to come to visit and do ziyara of Makkah al-Mukarramah, give them zamzam, so on and so forth. So nobody, so they were not in the best of financial states. And you will see that Abdul Muttalib, over the course of his time, that I'll mention it, that how much he used to sacrifice, if he would get a hundred camels, this man would sacrifice a hundred camels and feed everybody. So he had a very big heart. So the family wasn't very wealthy. The Prophet Muhammad his father had already passed away. All he had was his mother. You know, there were some uncles. But nobody was very rich. So nobody wanted to take this child because they're not expecting to get any gifts. Uh, but Hazrat Halima Sa'adiyah, she said that nobody wanted to take this yatim. But they didn't know he is Dura Yatim, the rare pearl. Um, who knew that, they, you know, that this child was so special? So everybody, you know, declined to take this child. And Halima Sa'adiyya was left empty-handed. And as the time came when everybody was going back to their, you know, their villages, so on and so forth, the Banu Sa'ad were going back to their village, which was a desert. Halima Sa'adiyya she found it very embarrassing to go back empty-handed. So she took this orphan child and, you know, she said, um, this is a shard uh, in Arabic, by Allah, I will go to this orphan and I will, by all odds, take him with me. And uh, 
Her husband, he said, you know, this isn't a problem. Who knows, perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us barakah because of him. And uh, this barakah, it, indeed it came. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hadith of Qudsi, he says in English, I will deal with my servant in the manner he expects me to deal with him. So we should always have high hopes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will provide for us a lot. And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the best of this world and the hereafter. <coughs> so in this uh, expectation of barakah, Halima Saadi radiallahu she went to get the beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the doors of barakah, they opened upon her and her family. That uh, Halima Saadi radiallahu she said that I, you know, I grasped this child and I put this child to my, my breast and they started filling up with milk. And he was able to drink to his fill and the milk brother was able to drink to his fill. And then the camel started giving milk. The udders were filled with milk. And herself and her husband, they drank this milk. You have to understand for many of the people of Makkah al-Mukarram and for the desert, that the milk of the camel or for the milk of their any of their animals, this was the most important ghiza, this was the most important nutrition for them. <coughs> so the next morning her husband said, Remember, O Halima, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have taken an exceptionally blessed child. To this she replied, By Allah, <coughs> with all true faith, I anticipate nothing but barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then it was time to go, and Halima Saadi radiallahu anha, uh, she mounted her camel with uh, this beloved uh, child. You know, she held uh, our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa very close to her. And this uh, camel was very thin, and he, you know, he would have a hard time, you know, keeping up with the other camels of the caravan. And this camel all of a sudden is, you know, speeding through everything, and he's going so fast, and everybody's like, Halima Saadi, where are you going? You're leaving us behind. And uh, this camel you came with, when it came, it was, you know, sort of struggling along and, you know, just, uh, you know, like a turtle behind, you know, just kind of chilling in the back. And now this camel is running. So the Banu Saad, where they used to live, the region, it was uh, struck by, you know, bad situation, drought. The camels were running, uh, you know, they were running dry of water. The goats were not able to give milk and so on and so forth. And everybody, you know, was very sad. And uh, when Halima Saadi radiallahu her goats, they would go out, they would come back satiated, they would come back happy, filled, and there would be plenty of milk. So everybody used to send <coughs> their, you know, their goats trying to find the same place. That send, uh, send our goat to the same place so that they may also get the same ghaza, they may also get the same nutrition. And uh, the, because of this khair and barakah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu their eyes and their hearts were filled and everybody was in amazement. And at the end of two years, Halima Saadi radiallahu anha, that as this was normal, they returned to Makkah to hand over the Prophet Um But due to having such great blessings, <coughs> she asked Hazrat Amina to allow to keep our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam a little while more. And Halima Saadi radiallahu anha, she, you know, she asked very kindly a few times and she was permitted and at this time uh, Makkah was also going through a very rough patch that you know they were not having as much you know rains so on and so forth and they were having a plague so they uh, Amina the mother of our beloved Prophet Muhammad she allowed this and so at this point is when uh, the splitting of the chest happened one day the Prophet he went out with his milk brothers 
And uh, one of the brothers came home, Halima Saadi anha's son. He came home and he says to his mother, two white-clothed men laid out our Qureshi brother, Prophet Muhammad onto the ground. They split open his chest and now they are busy stitching it back up. On hearing this, Halima Saadi anha and her husband were perplexed and they both started running. They're like, oh my God, this child, you know, <laughs> this muckin child, <laughs> if something happens to him, what's going to happen to us? Obviously, if you know from the Sirat al-Nabi and other stories that the Qurayshis, that when something bad would happen, they would immediately, you know, come back and seek revenge. <coughs> so when she saw the Prophet ﷺ, he was pale of face, she clutched him to her chest. And uh, also his foster father, or the milk father, you know, he held him close to his chest and they asked him what happened. And uh, he... The Prophet ﷺ, what had happened is this is something that happened with uh, the Prophet ﷺ four times in his life, which was the splitting of the chest. The first time is this time <coughs> where he was uh, grazing, he was on the grazing field when two angels, Hazrat Jibreel and Hazrat Mikael, they appeared in men in white garments bearing a golden tray laden with ice. They cut open the chest of our beloved Prophet Muhammad, ﷺ. they split open his heart and fished out a few pieces of congealed blood and said, This is the shaitan's portion. Then they washed his heart with ice, water, and a tray, and returned it to its original location. So after this uh, event of the splitting of the chest, Halima Sa'adi she was anxious for the well-being of our beloved Prophet Muhammad So she returned him to Makkah and she told Amina, the mother of our beloved Prophet Muhammad what happened. And upon hearing this, Hadad Amina, she wasn't even upset, she wasn't even panic-stricken. She said that this is a divine blessing of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu And she said throughout the course of her pregnancy, everything was good. And she said this son of mine is destined to be a great person. And shaitan will, will be unable to approach him. Calm down, there's nothing to worry about. And she's calming down Halima Saadi who is perplexed at what has happened. So Halima Saadi she returned our beloved Prophet Muhammad and the Prophet started living with his mother at this point. And when they, when Prophet his mother and Umm Ayman, they decided to travel to Medina. She wanted to go visit her, um, <coughs> some of her relatives who were from Medina. They stayed there for a month, and on the way back to Makkah, uh, Hazrat Amina, she passed away at a place called Abwa, and she was buried there. And you can still go there and see the grave. That is my understanding, listening from many shuyukh, that you can still go to this place and see this grave. Inna lillahi wa inna that this was a very sad and heartbreaking time for our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq, may he give us a better understanding. And inshallah, we'll try to cover the life and the story of Abdul Muttalib next. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.